Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. New information has come to light in the Bonham Richard warship fire. More on that after the news. State agricultural officials declared a 60-square-mile quarantine Thursday after a citrus disease was found in two trees at a house in Oceanside. It's the first time huanglongbing, or citrus greening, has been found in San Diego County. It's spread by the Asian citrus psyllid, a small insect that feeds on citrus leaves. Infected trees cannot be cured. They produce bitter and misshapen fruit and eventually die, with the chance that the insect will spread to nearby trees. San Diego Gas and Electric customers will see a reduction in their electricity bills in August and September as the state's annual climate credit kicks in. The credit is funded by California's cap-and-trade program, which requires power providers to buy carbon pollution permits. SDG&E will deduct $34.60 from the monthly statements in the next two months, or $69.20 combined. No action is needed by SDG&E customers. High school families now have a chance to change last school year's letter grades to pass or no pass grades. The option is meant to help students who struggled during the pandemic. A new state law, Assembly Bill 104, allows high school students to request grade changes during a 15-day window. The deadlines for when these forms are due vary by district. The deadline for students in San Diego Unified is August 16th. New documents unsealed by the courts have given more insight into the fire that broke out last year on the Bonham Richard, as well as the person accused of starting the fire. Military reporter Andrew Dyer has more. So, Andrew, a a search warrant was unsealed earlier this week, giving you a glimpse into the investigation and what happened on the on the ship last year during the fire. What have you learned? Well, the. So what was unsealed is an affidavit from uh, an NCIS agent um, asking for a search warrant. Um, There were actually two of them unsealed. They both said the same thing. Um, They wanted to search uh, the sailor's barracks room, his truck, uh, his phone, and his uh, email accounts. Um, But in this affidavit, you know, uh, a, a judge doesn't you know, issue you a search warrant without probable cause. So in arguing probable cause, the agent had to lay out um, a case against the sailor um, as to why the government should be allowed to snoop on and in his personal uh, property. And that's where we learned a lot of kind of interesting tidbits of of news. the according to the agent, um, there was some damage to uh, fire stations in the vicinity of where investigators think the fire started. Um, now the Bonham Richard is, is a large uh, amphibious assault ship, um, second only to our full-fledged aircraft carriers in size uh, in the Navy, um, and this particular section where the fire is alleged to have started it's called the the lower vehicle storage area so if you, you think about these big deck amphibs um they're designed to launch marines into the into the water on in their amphibious vehicles so they have this large well deck um in the in the ship where they can launch these these vehicles from 
and just beneath that well deck you have vehicle storage areas so um you know that's essentially where uh investigators think the fire started and, and basically everything on board burned from from that deck on upwards uh through the through the bridge of the ship uh, you know the famously the the island the top of the island melted uh, at, the, at the peak of the fire and so um yeah, allegedly fire stations were damaged, uh, fire hoses cut. Um, now, the affidavit never alleges that uh, this sailor, whose name is Ryan Mays, um, uh, who was 19 at the time, he's from Kentucky, um, it never alleges that he damaged the, the fire stations. In, in fact, uh, the affidavit never... It never specifically places him at the scene of the fire. Uh, it does have an eyewitness account from one sailor who thinks he saw Mays going down into the, the lower V just before the fire started. But, you know, at this time, all the sailors are wearing masks on board. Um, and the sailor did not positively identify Mays. Now, on subsequent questioning from NCIS, uh, the sailor's um, certainty increased and he. He later said he was 90% sure that it was it was Mays that he saw. Well, let's talk more about Mays. Uh, the Navy has not yet identified him, but you have confirmed with his lawyer uh, that he is being charged. What do we know about him? Well, you know, um, in, since, since our story came out, uh, the Navy has confirmed uh, his name. They couldn't keep denying it or, or saying no comment once, once it was out there. So they have now confirmed that, that, Ryan Mays is there, is the sailor charged. Um, you know, he's he joined the Navy um, about about a year before the fire. Uh, he's from Kentucky. Um, you know, he wanted to be a, a, a Navy SEAL. So right after boot camp, he went to a preliminary uh, training, SEAL training in, in, in Illinois, and then transferred to BUDS, which is the uh, basic underwater demolition school in Coronado where SEALs train. Um, at some point, it's not clear exactly when he left BUDS. He did not finish it. Um, now, the, the affidavit says he only lasted a few days. His uh, Navy bio that, that the Navy provided to me shows he was there for several months. Um, so we don't have, really have clarity on that, but um, Regardless, this is a, ki a kid, I say a kid, he, he's 19, um, joined to be a Navy SEAL. Uh, he, he was 18 when he joined, I, I should specify. Um, but, you know, when he didn't make it, um, they sent him out to the fleet undesignated. This is one of those kind of, uh, for, for people who've been in the Navy, uh, getting sent to the fleet undesignated is something they threaten to do to you if you don't finish your schooling or if you you mess up while you're in school for your rate. Um, being sent undesignated to the fleet is is not an easy thing for a young sailor. Um, you know, undesignated simply means that you don't have a rate. You don't have a job specialty. Um, so a lot of people, when they join, they get like a, a guaranteed job. You're going to be an air traffic controller. You're going to be you're going to be a cook. You're going to be a mechanic. You're going to work on aircraft. You're going to work on Boats, you know, there's a, a bunch of different jobs in the Navy, but to go undesignated means that you don't get a specific assignment and you just kind of go where they need you. Um, he ended up in the deck department 
on the Bonhomme Richard as an undesignated seaman. Um, you know, one of the, uh, for, for a young sailor, uh, it's one of the toughest places to, to find yourself, um, especially considering the Bonhomme Richard is in a maintenance availability during this time. So they're not even going out to sea. They're just doing you know, rehabilitation and, and um, rehab work on the ship. So, um, yeah, it, by, the, by the summer of 2020, you know, uh, Ryan Mays found himself um, in, in, in that kind of a, a situation on board, which um, the NCIS agent alleges in the affidavit, you know, kind of fueled his anger towards the, towards the service. Yeah, some of the coverage I've read does definitely characterize him as, you know, bitter about this or vengeful. I mean, is there any proof of that at this point? Only secondhand proof. Um, there are sailors on the ship who, who, you know, told investigators, oh, yeah, Mays hates the Navy. The command master chief of the ship told investigators that Mays hated the Navy. Um, you know, I, and, you know, I was in the Navy for 10 years. Uh, I was a junior enlisted sailor at one point. I've also been through a maintenance period on a, on a ship. Um, and, you know, junior sailors hating the Navy is, uh, let me tell you, it's not an unusual sentiment among them. So um, I feel like we have to take that assertion as any type of evidence of malice on Mays' part with a bit of a grain of salt, because um, I'm betting if you went down to 32nd Street and, and pulled uh, sailors E3 and below uh, off the pier, and ask them their feelings on the Navy, you'd, you'd probably hear a lot of the same. I want to ask you about a Twitter thread you wrote the other day, which is really interesting to me. And it was about the Navy's uh, sort of history of, you know, pinning pinning issues, pinning problems um, on, on lower sort of ranking individuals. Will you talk more about that? Sure. So, you know, um, this isn't the first time that there have been disasters on Navy ships. Just a, a few years ago, there were two very high-profile collisions in the Pacific uh, with the guided missile destroyers McCain and Fitzgerald, um, you know, operating in Seventh Fleet, which is a very high-tempo, kind of high-pressure type of surface uh, ship operations. And initially, um, the Navy went after the, the crews of those vessels, you know. Um, they wanted to charge the the captains with uh, manslaughter and and negligent or negligent homicide. Uh, let me correct myself there. Um, and um, other members of the crew were were punished for uh, failing to train sailors on how to use like digital navigation equipment and, and all of this. Um, but then, of course, um, reporting by ProPublica, um, you know, they did fantastic work. Um, digging through the McCain and Fitzgerald disasters. And what they found was that you know, these ships were in poor material condition. They had a radar that didn't work. That touch screen, you know, that ship, it, you know, maybe the, the chief failed to train these sailors, but that, that touch screen, that uh, steering system um, was not a very reliable system. Um, and uh, the Navy uh, had known for years that, the, the operation tempo in the 7th Fleet, you know, these ships were not getting the time in the yards to do repairs and to, to 
do these kind of things to, to train the, the bridge crews. Um, so what you have with these two uh, ship collisions is a, a real institutional failure in the uh, institutional failure in that Pacific fleet. And uh, of course, the first thing the Navy did, uh, rather than uh, acknowledge or address that institutional failure, was they looked to, to punish, um, you know, kind of the, the sailors on the deck plate, the lowest level people they could. Um, you know, going back even further, uh, famously, on the, the, the battleship Iowa, um, there was a, you know, this is an old World War II, like, era battleship, but in the late 80s, uh, you know, the, these battleships had been taken out of mothballs and the Navy was operating them again. And uh, one of the huge 16-inch gun turrets in the Iowa exploded and, and a lot of sailors died. And initially the Navy uh, blamed two sailors um, in what the Navy alleged was a kind of a, a gay relationship that had gone bad um, and, and, and really kind of smeared those guys. And then, of course... Later on, it came out that, you know, these guys were not at fault for the explosion. And it was, you know, the, the poor condition of these, these like gunpowder bags that they were using to, to shoot the guns with. So, you know, and, and you know, on and on, um, you know, even in the Marine Corps with this AAV uh, sinking last year, um, you know, the, the junior Marines that were operating that AAV, you know, they, 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 uh, they were punished for for their role in in the disaster. Uh, never mind the fact that the investigator also found that hey, these these AAVs shouldn't have been on the water at all. So what you just kind of have in in the military, Navy, and, and in the Marines is kind of a a uh, what seems to be a real rush to judge and and pin blame at the lowest level of of service rather than. Uh, really look at the institutional failings uh, further up the, the chain of command. Now, it's not clear that that's what's happening um, with the Bonham Richard. Uh, we have not seen the completed investigation yet. Um, this affidavit, these, these two affidavits were both, uh, one was from last August, and the other one was from last September. So these are months old. So we don't know what evidence the Navy has come up with since then. So, um, I'm not saying that what we saw with, with the Iowa and the McCain Fitzgerald is exactly what we're seeing here. What I'm kind of saying is that we need to really exercise a lot of caution um, in the way that we kind of talk about this sailor and, and the way that his story is told because, um, you know, the Navy just hasn't earned the benefit of the doubt when it comes to this stuff. You're in touch with Mays' lawyer, Gary Barthel. What have you heard from them? Oh, you know, not a lot because um, when I talked to I talked to Barthel um, a few weeks ago before the Navy even charged his client with this fire, and um, I had talked to him last year when um, when his client was initially uh, kept in the brig during a, a, a pretrial confinement, um, and um, the thing he told me last year was the same thing he told me last month was that. He didn't know anything. Um, the Navy had not shared its, its his their evidence with him. Um, now that the Navy has pressed charges, we're, he, he will be getting that, you know, in, in the courtroom, they call it discovery. You know, the, the prosecution has to turn over all their evidence to the defense team. 
so that's starting to happen right now and and that's uh, that's why those affidavits were unsealed in, in federal court uh because that's going to be part of the discovery process for for Bertha. but um the last time i spoke with him he had not seen any of the evidence against his client he, he hadn't even seen the affidavit yet and so what are the next uh, you know developments you're expecting well the next thing to happen will be what the military calls an article 32 hearing this is similar to a civilian grand jury where prosecutors um, and the, the, the accused will go into court. Um, prosecutors will try to convince uh, a hearing officer that the government has enough evidence to proceed to a general court martial. Um, they'll be allowed to call witnesses and, and submit evidence. Um, now, that will be a public hearing, a public hearing on base. So um, it, it's not it's not that public, but um, we expect to be in the courtroom. And they have not set a date for that yet. You can find more news online at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening.